We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, good to be with you. Obviously, this is a somber day, not only in Buffalo, but uh, around the United States in particular, and cities uh, that are NFL cities and National Football League is uh, America's sport. Baseball may be its pastime, but the National Football League obviously is uh, huge beyond measure. And you saw the situation last night involving DeMar Hamlin. Uh, at last word, no change. Uh, critical condition. Uh, he is uh, intubated, medically induced coma. Uh, I've been told that uh, they are going to be running diagnostics on him. They're going to try to see if his brain came through the ordeal unscathed. They're going to try to figure out what caused this. They're going to be doing electrical studies of his heart to determine whether there is some uh, abnormality. As Dr. Michael said, they're going to be looking for some congenital abnormalities that may somehow have been overlooked in the NFL physicals. Um, and we will uh, obviously keep you posted on anything we find out about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, actually, before we go uh, to the calls, there's a prayer vigil underway uh, right now for Mr. Hamlin. There's a story in the Bible when friends of Jesus were hoping and praying that he would hurry up and get to them because their brother Lazarus was dying. Jesus said, I'm not going right away. And they're like, what do you mean you're not going right away? Showed up a couple days later and they were angry with Jesus. And Jesus said, hang on a minute. Your brother's not dead, he's sleeping. And I want to show you something. He said these words to Mary and Martha and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Those words are very powerful when we understand what he was saying. And this is a prayer vigil which is being held uh, at Highmark Stadium. Our Tim Wenger had a report on at 3 o'clock regarding this. We'll continue to uh, provide coverage of it during our newscast at the top and bottom of every hour on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, one of the parts of David Bellavia's show, which was extremely compelling to me anyway, was uh, where people who understand CPR and how it works – 
uh, were calling in and telling some of their stories. And uh, you've heard me speaking of this uh, individual before, but uh, he's joining us now on News Radio 930 WBEN, and he is uh, Vid Cudahy, who uh, plays music with uh, several local bands, a uh, great keyboard player, plays at his local church. And uh, Vid's daughter, Sarah, uh, was involved in a very dramatic rescue of a young girl from Lake Erie uh, several years ago. And, uh, Vid, we've, we've got about 10, 12 minutes or so. Are you able to tell us the story? It's an amazing story of how your daughter saved this young girl's life. Well, I, I'm no expert at, at uh, CPR and such things. I leave that to the medical people like my daughter. But, yeah, uh, the... Um what the the story goes kind of like this she was uh she was actually an EMT uh certified as an EMT and in nursing school at the time that she was uh lifeguarding on one of our beaches and uh some boys uh teenage boys came up to her and said hey our our sister uh has asthma and she's not breathing and uh my daughter rushed over and uh couldn't find a pulse so she called one of the other lifeguards and, and for, for a similar type of thing and said, hey, I, I don't have a pulse here. Can, can you help me out? Um, and they, they uh, rushed over with their four-wheeler and put uh, this girl, uh, who is uh, uh, around 16 or so, on a backboard and started to do CPR. Now, the way the, everything was arranged at the uh, beach, first of all, you can't use an AED on the sand. Because if there's any uh, rain or anything on the sand, uh, you know, any liquid, in the, in the, it will shock everybody around. So that's off, out of the question. So what they ended up doing is uh, uh, my daughter uh, engaged in CPR. And she, uh, from what I heard from, from her supervisor, she was barking out orders to the others, uh, you know, get a bag, do this, do this, do this. And, um, and she started on CPR. They had to bring the four-wheeler all the way up uh, to the, to I don't know what you call it, the clubhouse or whatever, and then back. And uh, this girl was receiving CPR for about 20 minutes before they could get her up to where EMS was ready to respond. So this is, you know, CPR was going on for about 20 minutes. Um, when EMS did respond, the, uh, there was some confusion, and the first responder who showed up was not an EMT, and and so I, I don't know exactly how it happened, but my daughter chose to stay engaged with the CPR. And um, then uh, when the the actual uh, ambulance showed up, uh, I guess they, they had to push, uh, they had to get a, an IV, and they had to push, I think it was epi, uh, I'm again. I'm. 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 <laughs> these details are coming secondhand. Uh, and the girl's heart. They. They did get some sort of a pulse. They put her in the back of the ambulance and sent her off. And she had been uh, receiving CPR only for more than uh, twenty minutes. And wow. Uh, my daughter was. She called. She called me and and she was crying. She said, "I, I just." I just watched a 16-year-old girl, girl die. Um, she was devastated. Uh, and we brought her home, and uh, she uh, she took the next day off. They said, stay home. 
a couple days later, she was at the beach, and this woman brought the 16-year-old girl. The 16-year-old girl walked up to her, and this was, uh, I think it was about four days later, walked up to her and said, thank you for saving my life. <laughs> so, th- th- I mean, there are, there are situations, especially with a, a strong young person, uh, unlike you or me, Tom, <laughs> a strong young person who, uh, you know, they, they can handle CPR for a, uh, for, you know, a significant amount of time now. And, and you, Vid, let me just interrupt here for a moment, because uh, when you told us the story um, the first time, I believe it was you made reference to the fact that once you start on somebody, you cannot stop until somebody who is better certified than you are takes over. Is that correct? Well, that's what I was told. Now, again, I'm no expert in such things. Um, uh, either that or, or, or Sarah just chose to stay uh, doing the CPR. I'm not 100% on that. But uh, that's how she described it to me. She said, no, I had to keep going because nobody there, there wasn't anybody hand hand this girl off to. So there was, there was no detectable pulse at all? Uh, when they started, none. Uh, apparently she had been, um, uh, very dehydrated and, um, uh, smoking weed and she had asthma and all of that, her breathing stopped and it caused her heart to stop. This is uh, an amazing story, folks. This is about, um, CPR and, and the importance of learning CPR. Uh, Vid uh, daughter, Sarah, um, was an EMT at the time. Now a registered nurse, Vid? Yes, she is. Yes. All right, so this was her first foray into saving a life. And despite the fact that when she first was um, taken over by your daughter after your daughter was notified by her brothers, I mean, we don't know how long she wasn't breathing. I mean, you don't pay that close attention to somebody when you're at the beach with them. Um, But she was out for an extended period of time, and... It, it, she did not lose any brain functioning or any uh, mobility or anything like that, despite uh, being unconscious and without a uh, detectable heartbeat for a while? Well, uh, yeah, the, the story ends kind of where, where I, I know it ends. Uh, she was able, four days later, she was up and walking and talking, and um, my daughter didn't notice anything. I mean, did she did she need some therapy? I, I have no idea what what went on after. But no, I mean, you it was it was remarkable. Uh, just my my daughter was astounded that she was actually walking and talking normally. So that that is truly amazing. And uh, her family members, did they have any contact with uh, your daughter, Sarah, after Sarah saved your life? Um, except for that, that one moment, no, they didn't. It was just, you know, they uh, they brought her down and had a talk with her for a while and said thank you, and everybody said thank you, and uh, that was that was it. And as the father of a young lady, she was in her twenties at the time, correct? Twenties. Uh, oh boy, she was just twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, in her twenties at the time, uh, it, it had to give it had to give you a very um, very much a feeling of pride in knowing that your daughter, your kid, saved this young lady's life. Oh, <laughs> absolutely! Uh, yeah, I'm proud of her every day. She does tremendous things uh, as an RN. Now I know you are a musician and an engineer of some repute. Um, were you watching the game last night? 
I was. Um, and 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 when when I saw when I saw the the accident happen, um, I I called to my wife who is uh, also uh, she's in the medical field. She's a therapist, and I called her and I said, "Look at this. This doesn't this doesn't look good." He he tried to stand up, and and he's out cold. And uh, we were we watched for a little while, and um, and I have to I had to shut it off and go to bed. I didn't know that they were going to cancel or whatever. I just couldn't. I couldn't watch. It was. It was just so so sad to. Uh, I mean, when we saw the replay come back, I'm like, okay, that's that's enough. I I, I can't watch this anymore. Um, Understood. And you and you you are a man of faith. Um, in that moment, like, were you were you saying a prayer? Oh, absolutely right. <laughs> um, sure, sure, uh, yeah. Um, now it was very it was very tough to watch. I mean, you know, you're old enough, uh, along with uh, your humble host here, to remember Clint Malarchuk um, oh, right. and, and oh, Richard yeah. Zednick. I mean, those were horrific experiences. I'm old enough to remember Rick Martin falling on the ice at the odd before he was wearing a helmet, literally going into convulsions. That was one of the most horrific things ever. Oh, yeah. Um, the <laughs> the Clint, Clint Malarchuk was oh. Uh, there were there were actually people getting sick in the stands when they watched that. I mean, it was horrible. Um, Indeed, and I forget whether it was Rick Jenneret. Uh, I think it was Rick uh, who said, "Get the camera off of this," because the camera was trained on Clint Malarchuk, and nobody needs to see uh, a human being an extremist like that. Um, and I thought, frankly, I thought the TV network did a good job last night. They did show the replay a couple of times, but after they'd established what had happened. I didn't see it. And then the focus became on the players. The focus became on you know, how can this game possibly continue. The focus was on the coaches of the Bengals and the Bills getting together. It was, um, it was uh, you know, football is a very vicious, violent game, as, as was pointed out. But last night, you saw the best of humanity coming together. The Cincinnati Bengals fans just showed, I thought, incredible amazing class. I mean, this was supposed to be, like I've said, this was supposed to be one of the premier games of the AFC this season. And very quickly, the whole mood changed, and it was all about uh, DeMar Hamlin. I was very impressed with the fans there because uh, I've been in my share of football games, and uh, especially – as the teams were leaving, as you know, the fans were standing and applauding. Um, I was I was actually very impressed because the, you didn't hear the yahoos who were complaining about the game being stopped. It was like, okay, yeah, we understand. This is about more than just us. Uh, more than football, more than the standings, you know. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because Coy Wire, who spent a few years with the Buffalo Bills, was, was, was with Anderson Cooper last night on CNN, and he said something very interesting. There's no way 10 years ago the National Football League cancels that game last night. They would have continued to forge on, and he took it as a very good sign uh, in terms of player safety that the NFL decided, no, they're not playing anymore tonight. Yeah, and I think for me, I think one of the things is uh, we look at these players. At least I often do. Is I mean, they're 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 gladiators, right? They're they're they're, they're larger than life. Um, and this kind of brings it down to earth that you know 
they're guys like you and me who have a, a, a special skill and, and an incredible drive, but they're still in the end of the, at the end of the day, uh, they're just they're just guys playing. You know what? One of the local businesses, and I wish I could remember which one, put up a social media post, uh, almost word for word, what you just said. We look at these people as larger than life, but just like any of us, uh, they can be subject to trauma and injury and uh, sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, Vid Cudahy, I want to thank you uh, very much uh, for joining us on News Radio 930 WBEN. Always a pleasure, and I'm very happy that uh, CPR was used by your daughter before she was an RN, but when she was an EMT, to save a young lady's life that otherwise would have been lost. Well, it's my pleasure talking to you, Tom. Thank you very much. All right, Vid. Vid Cudahy on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly. Um, as we move along, I do want to take uh, your telephone calls um, on this situation. But coming up in the next part of the program, we're going to talk with Dr. James Harreth, uh, who has joined us on many occasions before. Um, and he is going to offer his thoughts from the medical perspective on the injury last night. Do we have the opportunity... Um, Josh, to check in with the prayer vigil at Highmark Stadium. It's over. Okay. Well, we'll have reports on our news at News Radio 930 WBEN. Don't go anywhere, friends. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome, friends. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, let's be very frank with each other. The last year has been a very, very difficult one for Western New York. Now, it sounds trite by comparison with the other events, but 13 seconds still leaves a pall over the sports fans of Buffalo. And obviously, the horrible racist attack on May 14th was absolutely gut-wrenching and devastating for our community. Mother Nature's devastation during the blizzard of 22 was horrible. And last night, as we saw one of the Buffalo Bills go down, Damar Hamlin, once again, it just seemed the hand of fate uh, was just pointing a, a fickle finger at us here in western New York. But the good news is, through all of these things, we have come together, and we are a stronger and, I think, more loving community than we've ever been. And unfortunately, sometimes that takes tragedy to bring out. But 
you uh, tend to appreciate people more when you have been through trauma with people. Um, I want to go right now to a gentleman who has uh, helped us out on many occasions, uh, medically speaking, because like Dr. Lori Michael, he is a medical doctor, and he is Dr. James Harreth. Uh, Dr. Harreth, thanks very much for joining us. Very much appreciate your help. Thank you, Tom. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, obviously, uh, let's talk about the situation with DeMar Hamlin. First things first, did you see what happened in real time? No, I did not see it in, in real time. I'm becoming an old man and going to bed early. Uh, but I was able to see on, uh, on YouTube some of the replays, and it was, it was shocking, to say the least. What were your uh, first thoughts as a physician watching what we all saw on TV? So as a physician, as a critical care physician, and, and as a physi- critical care physician in pediatrics, what I saw was somebody who went out within seconds. So what it, that would lead me to think that this has got to be cardiac in nature. You don't have blood flow to your brain for six seconds. You pass out and you're down. And there's a couple of things that, that, can, that can do that, especially with a, with a younger athlete. I'm thinking of Komodo cortis, which is uh, where you're going to have an arrhythmia in the setting of an impact, or this is an arrhythmia that came on uh, due to an underlying congenital heart disease, like, like Holcomb, like a hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy. Those are the first things that, that came to my mind. And then as I was thinking, okay, this is, this is football, there's impact. You know, what about ripping of the aorta or anything else? It's like, no, you have minutes there. This was seconds. So that would mean loss of blood flow uh, to the brain. That was the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that video. You know, when when uh, the uh, undetected underlying conditions arises in some of the conversations I've heard, I, I go back to the National Football League. I mean, they, they do pretty extensive physicals uh, on, on these players. And um, I, I, I wonder if those physicals would reveal 99.99% of any, anything like that. Yeah, no, they would. Uh, they, 99%. But what we're talking about are incredibly rare situations and also very subtle. Uh, so let's say if this is uh, an inherent problem of, the con- of his uh, electrical conduction system of his heart, uh, like, such as Brigada, which I know you're very familiar with, <laughs> something very subtle like that, you would have to unmask that. And then, of course, with extreme physical exertion, that would definitely be un- unmasked. Uh, let's say if it was uh, something structural, something like a PA window or a uh, transposition of, not, I apologize, not transposition of great vessels, but uh, aberrant coronary artery, takeoff of aberrant coronary artery. Um, again, usually people are symptomatic, but those are very, very subtle problems that would take a specialist, to, uh, actually a pediatric, normally a pediatric cardiologist, looking for those subtle problems uh, to determine what's going on. That I don't believe the NFL goes through uh, an, ex- an incredibly extensive uh, uh, history like that. Usually people have some sort of symptoms before that because these are, these are world-class athletes. We're talking with Dr. James Harreth on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, when he mentioned Brugada syndrome, uh, that is what I have. It's very, very rare. And that's why I've got a big bump in my chest, which is uh, an implanted uh, cardiac defibrillator. And uh, it, uh, it, it is what it is. And I'm going to reference that again with Dr. Harreth uh, coming up because I think it might be um, relevant. So 
um, with this uh, commotio or commodio cordis, what is the proper medical protocol and how long do you have? The proper medical protocol is CPR immediately, then with uh, defibrillation as fast as possible. And so defibrillation, that's when you apply electricity to the heart actually to stop the electricity activity electrical activity of the heart so that it can reset on its own. Um, you know, I was actually, you know, doing a little bit of a little bit of research on it and there is a um, a, a, a list of people who have had it that, that, that is being, uh, being followed, but it looks like survival rates of that have improved around 2012 with the availability of AEDs. So uh, if, if, a, if the proper defibrillation and CPR is applied within the, the first couple of minutes, survival is very high. But survival goes down the longer you don't uh, defibrillate the patient. Reason being, that's time the heart muscle is not getting oxygenated blood. And when that heart is in ventricular fibrillation, it is moving and grooving. It is, it is very quickly uh, sucking up all the energy that it, that it had at that moment. So uh, you want to stop that electrical activity, allow the heart to be able to beat properly, and then to uh, uh, and allow it to uh, perfuse itself appropriately. You know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot is uh, the idea that the brain uh, may have gone hypoxic. The brain might have been starved for oxygen. But as you just pointed out, anytime you have a situation like this, you always need to look out for long-term damage to the heart. Do you want to walk us through the diagnostics and the probabilities, uh, first of all, on long-term damage to the heart? Yes, absolutely. I, I can do that. Um, so what, what they're going to want to do then is they're going to want to continue to wa- immediately they're going to watch uh, an, an echocardiogram. They're going to look at the function of the heart. You know, so if there's a part of the heart that didn't get appropriate perfusion, many times we're going to see the effect on the muscle itself on how well that it's, it's, it's contracting or not. So they're going to they're continue to, to watch that. And of course, they're going to watch e- EKG as well. That's going to give us an idea of the electrical health of the heart um, as well. And down the road, they, depending on what, what information they gather, and again, we're, we're, we're just speculating here. Uh, you know, the, we'll see whether there's a need for catheterization, look at how healthy his uh, coronary arteries are, uh, and down the road, continue to watch uh, his, his EKGs and echoes if necessary. But it's the, what one does on physical exam. When we look at uh, the, uh, the evaluation for somebody for heart failure, uh, it is more the physical exam. Are they, are they developing edema, fluid in their legs? Are they able to do activities of daily living? So it's what they're able to do physically is probably one of the most important aspects uh, of how the, the, the heart is able to function afterwards. But at the same time, one must remember, we can transport, we can transplant hearts. So, so a heart you know, again, doesn't like any time without oxygen, can tolerate time without oxygen better than the brain. It's the brain that is the absolute energy hog of the body. That's where we're going to be most concerned about long-term effects. You know, is, is a shorter period of time without oxygen, we're going to have the most impact on the brain. And that is why CPR is so important. You can at least continue 
some perfusion to the brain when you're trying to figure out why that heart's not working. Do we know in cases like this, when the heart stops for a few minutes, what part of the brain is most likely to be affected or does it vary by individual? It varies by the individual, but the part of the brain that's least affected is our primitive brain, our, our midbrain, the, the part of our brain that does all the automatic stuff that allows us to, to breathe, that interacts with our kidneys and our heart. The, the part of the brain that's affected most is the, the part, the, especially our, our top and our frontal uh, lobes, because that's what gives us memory. It gives us personality. It's who we are. That's the most sensitive part of the brain. That's the part that it's affected most in a low flow, no flow state. Dr. James Harris is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, I know that uh, doctors either love Google or hate Google. As you know, I always say I went to the University of Google Medical School. And as I said that, my phone just went off, of course, because it recognized its own name. But the um, reading I was doing last night seemed to indicate that you must defibrillate within three minutes in order to have the best possible chance of a full recovery. Is that three minutes accurate? That is. That is. It. Three minutes is an incredible. So that's going to be three minutes of the heart being in the highest metabolic state that it can be in, and that's ventricular fibrillation. If Three minutes is an incredible amount of time because those cells are not getting the the, the glucose and the oxygen they need to be able to survive and function. So, so yes, that's absolutely correct. And that's also uh, is also repeated not in Google, but in the, in the medical research that I actually have access to. So, no, that is actually a one time where Google is precise. Well, you know, uh, Dr. Harris, one of the things uh, that I keep getting back to, and we don't know the answer to this, uh, at least so far, is how many minutes did it take between CPR and the introduction of the defibrillator, because as a layman, I look at that as being critical to the outcome of this case. Is that correct or incorrect? That is correct. What makes this case a little bit interesting is a lot of this data that we look at are for individuals who are on the baseball diamond with a bunch of, of lay people, whereas in, at least in the NFL, you've got trained professionals who know exactly what to do at a, at, a, at a second's notice. So I think that's where it's a little bit different, where you have a little bit of, uh, a little bit of leeway. You know, so so is, if that CPR started immediately, you are doing some coronary perfusion. It isn't great. It's not like spontaneous circulation, but you're doing something. Whereas Many times, this is usually a 14-year-old, usually it's a young man who gets hit with a baseball who goes down, and you've got that period of time where people are freaking out, and they're they're thinking, this is not happening. This is, they're in denial. So where is in here with the NFL, people knew exactly what was going on, and he had access to wonderful world-class medical care within seconds. So I think that's where it's beneficial. And this may also be... Or we could take something good out of something so tragic. This may allow the, your listening audience to think, hey, do I know CPR? Should I learn CPR? What if this were my child? I don't want to be that bystander who's, who's crying and don't know what to do. I want to be able to act and act appropriately. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, a number of callers to David Bellavia's show brought that up earlier today on WBEN, the importance of CPR, and I would say the importance of first aid overall, even something as simple as the Heimlich maneuver 
because you know if, if you can keep your head in a situation like that and save somebody from choking to death or with a cardiac situation, uh, at least keep somebody alive until the professionals get there, you will have done some good in this world. Absolutely. I can't agree with you more than that. Um, stand by, if you would, because I want to get into some of the diagnostics. Uh, and, you know, is it likely that he will undergo um, a stress test uh, at some point when consciousness uh, is brought back? Uh, a chemical st- stress test or an exercise stress test and, and some of the other diagnostics that'll be determ- that will help determine the extent to which uh, his body was damaged last night. And by him, of course, we're talking about DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. It is Bowerly on News Radio 9. 30 WBEN with Dr. James Harris about the uh, horrible situation we all saw last night. Uh, Monday Night Football, DeMar Hamlin of the uh, Buffalo Bills, and of course the reaction from players on both teams, in particular the Buffalo Bills, because uh, they seemed most trained on the reactions of the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, presuming that hopefully within the next few hours or the next day or so, Mr. Hamlin is uh, relieved of his medically induced coma. What happens next? At this point, it depends on, so it depends on why he's in the uh, the, the coma. Uh, so my guess is that, was he still having more arrhythmias? Did they still have to get him out of the arrhythmia, I don't know. Or if, if you're not, if the diagnosis is ventricular fibrillation and you don't have an immediate uh, improvement in your mental status, uh, American Heart Association guidelines are to, to cool and or to at least prevent fever. So, so more than likely they're going to want to keep him cool in order to be able to improve his chances of having a, a hopefully a very good um, neurological outcome. And then after that, it's, it's going to basically see what he does neurologically. You know? So and the best test for, uh, to determine how a person is doing neurologically is the physical exam. You know, it, it's, you know, open your eyes, you know, track me, follow me, you know, show me two fingers, give me a thumbs up. The best test. Now, MRIs, CT scans, they all look at, they look at architecture, the architecture of the brain. They don't look at function. So they're going to want to look at function. And what's going to be more interesting is going to be uh, the heart. The question is, why? Why did this happen? Will it happen again? Is it treatable? You know, so, so those, are, those are the questions that are going through, through my mind. Uh, and if it was just uh, come out of cordis, this was just, it's, that's a one in a million shot. Mm-hmm. You know, so the data even shows those people who wear the appropriate protective gear, you know, 50% of the cases are people who wear the, protective, the appropriate protective gear. You know, so the other thought was, is he predisposed to this? And, and that's where we were talking about, you know, possible Brigada or Brigada-like uh, uh, syndromes. Yeah, you know, and, and just reading about this last night, we talked with Dr. Michael earlier about this, but um, with this uh, Camacho Cordis, the impact has to be at exactly the right millisecond in the heart rhythm for it to kick in. Yes, that's it's 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 a one in a million shot. It's it it, it is very incredibly incredibly rare. You know, absolutely. So they they talk about 
the timing of it, uh, and they talk about uh, the actually where it, within the cardiac silhouette. They 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 also talk about uh, the 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 type of chest wall that the patient has. Usually, it's somebody young. Usually, someone thin, where there's a, a plenty of of compliance to the chest wall that it's going to move. You know, versus somebody who may be uh, uh, nutritionally enhanced and has a lot of adipose tissue and it can absorb that impact. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of and, and then it's the force in, in, in impact as well. Usually they describe it in a baseball injury where you've got a, a, a very hard, very dense projectile that is circular and which means that you've got a lot of force in in one small area. And I got to be honest, the images I saw of the game they weren't great, but I'm. I'm not seeing a, a, a huge impact, you know, and part of me is also wondering, was the impact as he was going down on the helmet? I'm not too sure. So it, that's where it seems to be a little off, but it's not, it's not just the force of the impact. Mm. It's also the timing of the cardiac cycle. Will, will they be doing a, a stress test? Is that part of the uh, diagnostics in a situation like this? So stress test, you, you know, the normal stress test is, is to evaluate whether one would want would need a cardiac angiogram or not. So he he pretty much this was his stress test. He failed. So unless they they need to do like a tilt table and a stress test to try to induce the arrhythmia, if that's what they're looking for, maybe. But that's going to determine on the electrophysiolo- on the electrophysiologist that, that sees him. And, you know, we should point out, too, that for those who don't know, when you talk about the heart, um, the heart has many different specialties within medicine. Uh, there are people uh, that uh, Dr. Harith and I know, all they do all day long is coronary bypass. Then there are people who are the electrophysiologists. So you've got the electricians and you've got the plumbers, all who are focused on the heart. It's amazing the level of specialization. Yes. No, absolutely. And we're so fortunate here in Buffalo to be able to have access to these individuals. And, and I, I can't thank them every day. They just do a wonderful job uh, for the community here in Buffalo. Well, you better believe it. If not uh, for your people at Gates and Buffalo General, I wouldn't be here right now. So uh, obviously it means a lot for you to, uh, to join us. And I thank you for your insight into this uh, horrific event. And hopefully we'll get some good news. Um, any, any time frame for when somebody can recover uh, consciousness with a situation like this? And I, I know that we're shooting in the dark because we don't know how badly the, the, the body's injured. Exactly. So well, many times they'll, they'll, they'll try to do like a targeted temperature control for about 48 hours. Uh, when that happens, uh, you know, we, they try to eliminate shivering. So if he is shivering and that's what they're doing, they'll, they'll have to do a muscle relaxant. And you don't want to be awake when you're on a muscle relaxant. So any time that he doesn't need a muscle relaxant and, you know, they're not concerned about, you know, shivering, they're going to uh, try to do a wake-up. That's good. standard of care. You, you try to do a, a holiday for sedation to see what's going on uh, underneath. You know, so it could be as early as tonight. You know, but uh, and again, I don't have access to none of the specifics. Uh, I know they're doing a, a great job. You know where he's at currently, uh, but you know we could we could find out very soon. Well, uh, let's hope uh, the news is good. And by the way, I would also not being uh, not recommend being awake for a terribly long time with a breathing tube. And it's not unusual for patients to uh, uh, spontaneously pull them out. 
Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Dr. Harris, uh, thank you very much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate your time. Always my pleasure. Uh, my heart, uh, my heartfelt prayers out to uh, Bills fans everywhere, to the Bills team. God bless. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. James Harris on News Radio 930 WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.